Good morning. Hope everybody is doing well today on this wonderful and beautiful Friday morning. Finally made it to the weekend, so I'm sure everybody is extremely happy and excited that the weekend is finally here. I just hate that the weekends are so short. I wish they were a little bit longer. It'd be really cool and nice, but unfortunately it doesn't always work out that way. So uh, got to make do with what we can. So hope everybody has uh is being safe and uh and well today good morning jennifer honeycutt and darlene barker appreciate you ladies tuning in this morning i see that there's more than that watching but uh, the names that i see at this time point in history so all right my friends let us uh at this time let us stand if you are able to do our pledge of allegiance I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Morning, Lois Adams. Thank you for tuning in. Oh, boy, I tell you what, people. <laughs> Just the world has gone mad, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I was reading an article today to show how loon how insane it has gotten <laughs> i still don't get it i really don't uh they're showing this uh cat this cat all right that was dyed blue uh and uh they think that uh that it might have been used for um i don't know what it's at least dog fighting things so they probably saved it from being killed or tortured or whatever and that's bad all right the thing that the the thing that in the article I can't get past is that when they first brought it in, they thought it was a dog. So I, was, I mean, it shows a picture of it, and I it, it doesn't resemble a dog in any way, shape, or it looks like a freaking cat. I mean, I just don't I don't. What is wrong with these people? You can't tell between a dog and a cat. Well, then again, people can't tell if they're a man or a woman either. But I just uh, I was reading that this morning. I thought what. What is going on with our world? Are, are people that stupid now? They don't know the difference between a dog and a cat. But anyway, you know, it's been all over the news about this with uh, in Cuba uh, with uh, communism and uh, that's people are sick of it, fed up, uh, tired of going hungry, people lying in the floors of hospitals. Uh, that's your Obamacare, by the way. That's where that's uh, uh, your socialized medicine. That's what your uh, uh, well, your future, if things don't change, by the way. But, uh, uh, good morning, Tracy Little, Karen Smith. But, uh, so, you know, here they're, they're communists. They're, people are so sick of it. They're pushing back. Uh, nobody can blame them. Uh, and here we have people in office who are socialist and want socialism, communism. That's what they're, they're wanting. You know, and then all of a sudden Biden comes out running his mouth about uh, communism is bad. And so, you know, it just proves that he will lie and he will say anything uh, to further his agenda. So you know, everybody knows he's not, he's a puppet. Yeah, there's other people pulling the strings. Uh, you know, you got this AOC, the squab, the squab, <laughs> the squad, uh, you know, uh, is that, uh, you know, here she uh, is definitely socialist, spoke out against America. That it's America's fault that Cuba's the way it is, and never, never mind the dictatorship there. But because of our trade embargo, embargoes, that's why she's blaming the U.S. So you have that whole squad, that Talib and all of that uh, other idiot, Omar, and, 
it, it just it's nauseating uh, how they hate this country. With but if they were anywhere else, they wouldn't be in positions they are. You know, you got the little Muslim uh, Omar. Uh, she uh, in her country, she would be allowed to say two words. You know, but yet she wants to to change things to uh, where she come from. And then again, this is a woman who married her own brother, by the way. Uh, and um, so, and then you have Black Lives Matters uh, running their mouths as well. That uh, and they are they are communists. That the the woman who heads that up is a Marxist. Uh, and here she's got all these fancy houses all across the country. And they're trying to figure out why how she's got all this money uh, to uh, to do that uh, to buy these houses. Of course, she's ripping everybody off, and uh, the whole platform of Black Lives Matter is a fallacy. So, you know, that's why we've got to preserve the purity and what this country stood for and has stood for uh, and to for our future generations. Uh, you know, I worry about my daughter and my son and, and if they have children and what they're going to see and where we're headed. You know, it's, it's not, it's, we're not in a good place, people. We're really not. And I don't want to see uh, 50 years from now, 60 years from now, that uh, they're under oppression, just like in Cuba. I hope pray it doesn't go that far, but right now it ain't looking good, and people are refusing to stand up and, and take a, and, uh, <laughs> what I'm trying to say here, to, to take a, draw a line in the sand, if you will, and to stand up against uh, these things that are being pushed. Uh, you know, one reason why that uh, uh, Biden all of a sudden turned uh, against socialism is because he said that 60% of the Cubans in Miami voted for Trump and only 40% only voted for Biden. See, again, it all goes back to power, people. That's why, that's why they want all this uh, this push to take down the border walls. That's why they're, they're pushing socialized medicine. This is why they're, you're getting stimulus checks. They're, that's their goal. They want power. And so, my friends, what these people got to learn, the only true power comes from God above. Ain't that right? All right, let's look at our verse this morning. We're going to look over here at Romans 12, 2, and I may go back and read verse uh, 12, 1. But uh, be, and be not, and <laughs> I cannot read today, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, let's go ahead, let me, if you got your Bibles, hopefully you're following along your Bibles, let's go ahead and look at uh, 12, 1 as well. Bible out here, and so we can kind of bring this into some context here. If you ever have trouble understanding scripture, a lot of times you read a verse before and after, the verses before and after, a lot of times it'll explain itself. But uh, in 12, 1 and 2, it says, uh, I appeal to you therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. And again, do not be conformed to this world, but, uh, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. You know, I uh, sometimes in life we want to uh, we want change. Sometimes you get a little bored. Life gets a little mundane, and you want to well, you want to change. You know, you change things up. You know, sometimes change can be good, sometimes it can be bad. You know, I've seen a lot of women who want to change, and they thought by cutting their bangs, that would make them happier. And, uh, oh, Jennifer, how do you guess this is one of the verses we are learning tonight? But, oh, well, that's good. Good deal, Jennifer. But, um, 
I see a lot of women say, I want to change things up, and they'll cut their own bangs. And uh, then it's a nightmare, and they're thinking, boy, I wish I'd never done that. You know, you see a lot of uh, uh, old fat men like myself, uh, all of a sudden they go through a midlife crisis and they want to change. And sometimes they may leave their families or they uh, go buy them a sports car or something, you know, and uh, uh, or on New Year's Eve, you know, everybody wants wants to change. They want to start a new beginning and this new new part of their, their lives. This is going to be different, you know, and here comes January 1st and Guess what? Within a week or two, you go right back to your old ways of doing things. You know, when I worked as a tra fitness trainer at uh, used to be John City Health and Fitness, it's Lifestyles now. But uh, uh, the first few weeks in January, or maybe even the first month of January, packed in there. Man, you can't hardly get near a machine, but everybody just they're going at it, you know. And uh, uh, then after about a month, <laughs> you hardly see anybody after that point. But uh, my wife, now she hates change. She hates it. I've never seen anybody hate change so bad in my life as she does. If I move, rearrange the furniture, she just, she, she hates it. I was talking about years about switching banks and she just tore all the pieces, you know, she can't stand change. But here's the thing, people. There's a lot of people who want that change. They want something different. So sometimes they'll be like, well, I'm going to give Christianity a, a chance. You know, sometimes that's referred to as a foxhole uh, conversion. And uh, it's not that they were so much seeking the Lord, they just want something different. And uh, maybe they didn't you know, really understand what salvation is all about. Maybe they just said the words half-heartedly. And then they just go back to their old way of doing things. But, you know, if you to have real long-lasting change uh, in our lives, that's when uh, you've got to give, it's not so much uh, a change, how can I put this, it's not making a change just because you want your life to be in a better direction. We give our lives over to Jesus Christ because we're looking at the eternal aspects of what is being offered to us. And we look at if we don't accept Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, then we see the negative eternal aspects of that decision. And so when we give our lives over to Jesus Christ, there will be change. There's going to be a renewal of heart, mind, and spirit. Uh, you know, we become a new creation in Christ Jesus. That That is clear. You know, we become... Uh, we are redeemed, we are bought out, we are bought back. You know, that's a term used uh, when, when buying someone out of slavery. We're bought out of the slavery of sin. And we want to be sold out to the things of Jesus Christ. We are redeemed, we are sanctified, we are glorified in Jesus Christ. There would be that real lasting change uh, in our hearts and in our minds uh, in regards to things of Jesus Christ. And therefore, fundamentally, your outlook on life and how you used to uh, to. to view things and see things will be uh, completely and totally different than the way you did before because uh, in your you you have the Holy Spirit see either your father their father is the devil your father is Jesus it, it is it is uh, no I should my hand motion that wasn't good either your father is is God up here or your father's the devil here <laughs> what I said was not wrong but my hand motion indicated something different but um, you know it is uh, so before the old devil had a hold on you so things you I uh, used to think were funny or, or being in the party scene or being promiscuous sexually or whatever it may be. When you come to know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, those outlooks will be different. You no longer want to be in that party scene. You no longer want to cheapen yourself and uh, having multiple partners. You no longer uh, want to do drugs. You, those things you used to think were funny no longer are funny anymore because you realize that the Holy Spirit within you is convicting you, saying, hey, this is wrong. This is not a direction I want to, to be in. I want to do those things that are pleasing unto God. 
So, you know, we look at these things not to be conformed to the things of this world. You know, the things of this world, you know, we kind of hit on this a little bit yesterday, is temporary. You know, it's, it's just a, we're only here just for a very, very small time. And um, we see that uh, um, it is easy. When you look at other Christians, you know, I was, I was talking about Sunday evening when I was put a post on there about Bruce Jenner. And uh, I haven't really had anything that was shocking. Uh, I've only had like really one person go ballistic on me. And I had, as on my Fighting for Digital America Values page, I had to ban him because he's just a, a nut. Not worth wasting your time dealing or even having a rebuttal with. But my, unfortunately, the most, usually the biggest opposition I have are by those who are professing Christians because they have allowed themselves to be integrated with the world. You know, it kind of makes you think a little bit. There's a movie that came out. It's based on a true story. Uh, had uh, Charlie Sheen, which is a nut, but uh, had Charlie Sheen in it. Uh, I, think it was, I want to say Above the Law. I can't remember. Anyway, he was a DEA agent, and he infiltrated. He had to infiltrate a biker gang. And so he had to go undercover, and he had a, a guy that he may he, he befriended and showed him what it meant to be a biker, how to dress, how to grow his hair, uh, how to um, uh, paint his motorcycle, uh, all these different things. He even had to build a motorcycle. You know, you, you're talking about, you know, he customized it. He got so deep into, and this happens to a lot of those who go undercover, they got so deep, they start becoming sympathizers with the very ones they wanted, they were supposed to be fighting against and needed to be arrested. And, uh, and so sometimes they, it's hard, they have a hard time distinguishing between who they really are and the undercover work they're doing uh, with the gang or, or whatever it may be. And it was hard for him to pull himself back out of that. He's having a real uh, conflict uh, morally and mentally uh, with what he was doing. And I think that's what's happened with a lot of people in the world. Uh, we, they have become so integrated with the things of the world, they've forgotten that they, uh, they, are, they are becoming the very thing they're supposed to be fighting against. And it amazes me those who want to justify sins. It amazes me those who want to condone sins and make excuses for sins. And they, they, they could be professing Christians and, and go against the very word of God and then throw in the, the statement of, uh, well, that's not what it means to me. That's not what that uh, passage uh, to see something different. That's not how it works. You know, when you try to talk to people and say, here's what God's word says, and you know, and, and to understand how it applied to the original audience, how it applies to us today, that's that's called proper hermeneutics. That's how we understand and know what God's word says. It's static; it doesn't change. Now, the Holy Spirit may reveal something may be a little different to you, or then to me, but it doesn't change the meaning of the context of the Scripture. It is not relative; it's not up to your own interpretation. It's not subjective. It is static; it does not change. The culture of society will will, will change, but God's word does not. And so we're going to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. All right, we have to be trans. You know, here's the thing. All right, for example, if you think daily about the fact that God is with you, that He knows your every thought, word, and deed, it would have a profound effect on your behavior. Before you stretched the truth or lashed out in anger, you'd stop and think, "I can't act like that because God is here with me." So the process of change is directly linked to changed thinking, which uh, you know we look at. Uh, uh, how you look at God's Word, uh, how you read it, how you study it, how you spend that time in prayer, uh, you, know, like, you know, who you're studying under. You know, if you're not going to a biblically-based church, if you're going to somebody uh, who don't even believe the whole Word of God, that's going to affect how you change 
and look at the things of uh, God's Word. So we need not be conformed to this world. All right, we, we, we are in it, but we are not of it. And uh, again, going back to that, we are sojourners. We are just passing through. We are pilgrims. We're only here for a little time. That's why we can't get wrapped up uh, with the things. It doesn't mean that we, we, are, we don't have a duty. It doesn't mean we don't have a responsibility as Christians uh, to get out there and to witness and minister and talk to people. But Lord, we have a responsibility. But we can't allow the devil to infiltrate our hearts and minds. The only way you can do that is by quoting scripture and fighting back you know i was talking to a woman yesterday who's interested in coming to the church and she has super high anxiety she's really nervous about it. she don't like being around a lot of people and i find that more and more commonplace here lately maybe it's because of trauma they experienced as a uh, as a child or a young adult or how they were singled out you know it, there's so many churches out there she's talking about how she was embarrassed at a church one time because she was told to stand up and uh, because the first time visitors and and i said yeah well that's for first time visitors but you don't have to stand you don't have to raise your hand you don't have to do anything we just ask so we can recognize and and uh and welcome you to our church but uh, you know there's a lot of these churches out there she said one thing that really turned her off with church was that uh i told her that uh, she uh, listened to rock and roll and if she uh danced then she was going to hell and uh uh, and then after they, uh, of course, they always, the Baptists always really good about raise your hand if this or raise your hand if that, that. And I've been, I've literally been in places where they've done that, and I don't even, I don't even know whether to raise my hand or not. In fact, I don't even do it anymore. I remember one time in Brady somewhere, and they were doing that. They said, raise your hand if this, raise your hand if that. Brady said, why don't you raise your hand? I said, I got so confused, I don't know what he's talking about. I said, I know what I, I know in my heart, I'm saved. I said, it doesn't matter. I don't have to raise my hand for this, that, or the other. I know I'm saved. I said, the heck with it. Because it gets confusing. Because what it is, they want to trick you. So they get, have numbers. Oh, look at how many people come forward. Well, you, tricking them is not helping them. If they don't understand what you're talking about and referring to, and it's not a, a, it comes from the heart and, and mind uh, of understanding and Christ working on them. If it's just a, a way to trick them into something, then that's not, not real. It's not going to last. But, uh, but you know, a lot of these churches, and I've told you all before, she's, you know, this, like I was talking about yesterday, it's why a lot of people get turned off. You're not going to go to hell and listen to rock and roll, you know. Uh, it is, uh, it blows my mind, that's even still a thing, you know. It, obviously, if you're listening to something blasphemous, if you're listening to something that is ungodly, well, then I don't care if it's rock or country or classical. If it's, it's blasphemy against God, it's, it's evil and it's wrong. Uh, you know, uh, wearing pants or wearing a dress or... Uh, for women, <laughs> it's not going to send you to hell. And, you know, men, if you uh, let your hair grow long, you're not going to go to hell. I mean, see, that's what I was going to tell her. These are things that man has put in place. It's a works-based faith. Oh, you know, it's like um, uh, a lot of these uh, Bible collar stuff, you have to wear a suit. Apparently, if you look like a, uh, a Christian, then that makes you more of a Christian. There's a lot of snakes on Wall Street or lawyers behind a desk who wear suits. It doesn't make them a Christian, you know. See, it's man-made things that people that, that put on there, and that's a works. You know, oh, if I do this, this, and this, then I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll, you know, I'm gonna go to heaven. Nowhere in God's word does it say that you have to. Uh, uh, you know, the only place that they try to erroneously use is about makeup and jewelry, or men wearing their hair a certain way was in a particular. So that's why you have to know God's word. It's a particular place and time in history. Don't only apply to that situation because of men trying to act like women, uh, women trying to act like men, uh, male prostitutes, all these things. And that's why they had to put strict laws in place in that particular place and time. But the only thing that is required of us 
is that we know Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. And we, once we pray that prayer of salvation, we understand what Christ did, his atoning work on the cross, rising again on the third day, uh, and that he chose you. You understand these things. That's all that's required. You know, anything else is something man has put on. I mean, even baptism, it is encouraged. Uh, Jesus said, go out and baptize all, you know, all nations and the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. It is encouraged. Jesus, by his, you know, we, by his example, that's why we want to do that. It's an outward sign of an inward change. But nowhere does it say you have to be baptized in order to be saved. See, again, it's a man-made uh, implication that that, has, that is a requirement. That, that means that is a works-based. You had to do something to earn your salvation. And that is wrong. You do not have to be baptized. And so I went round and round with people on that. And uh, it's, just, it's ridiculous. But um, the only thing that's required is your salvation. So you so once you're, you know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you don't want to be conformed to the things of this world. Okay? So but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, but that by the testing you cannot read today, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God what is good and acceptable and perfect. We're going to be, there are many times we may be tested. There are times that we may be, uh, uh, go through trials and, and tribulations. But prove here. Prove means to discern and approve by testing. The NIV translates to test and approve. Uh, it says uh, have proven practice. As some of the co uh, commentaries will say that. Uh, here the meaning is that Christian's intelligence has been so renewed by grace that he now, by holy instinct, can discern in conflicting cases the will of God from the will of self or of the world. So when you're transformed by the renewal of your mind, you know, you, that's what goes back to what I was saying. When you become that new person, uh, you will have that discernment between being selfish and self, uh, you know, and because it's so easy to be selfish. It's so easy to do what you want to do. It's so easy to do what you think feels good. And uh, and it's not the not the case. You know, it goes back to, to a lot of people who get into some bad relationships because of bad advice. You know, you've heard me say this before. Uh, a lot of people, you know, when you're uh, single in a dating situation, you're kind of conflicted if you go out with this person. Well, they're nice, but they're not saved. Well, they're nice, but they you know they don't go to church or whatever. And you you have idiot friends who say, "What does your heart say?" Well, you know what? You're, what does God's Word say about the heart? The heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So if you're following your heart, you're going to go astray. That's why we had to follow God, wait on Him, because what does God's Word say? Not to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. So I don't care how nice or how sweet or how good-looking or how pretty somebody is. If they're not saved, and you are, then you're you're doing something that the Bible is specifically warning you against, and I'm telling you will end in disaster, divorce, uh, nine times out of ten. That it, it's not going to work. You think you can sidestep and tiptoe around uh, certain areas, and it, it's, it won't happen. I'm just telling you from experience. I'm telling you. And that's why we have to have that discernment. That's why you have to be transformed by the renewal of your mind so you can discern those things of God and you don't fall into selfishness and what you want, but instead you're pursuing what God wants for your life. And then by knowing and understanding these things, you know, just like I was talking about the woman with uh, anxiety, you know, that's why you have God's Word. A lot of people deal with God's uh, with uh, anxiety. Then that's when you can quote with all confidence uh, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, to be anxious for nothing by prayer or supplication, let your request be made known unto God, and the peace of God surpasses all understanding and guards your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. 
And so that's why we can have these these tools to fight against when we're under trials, when we're, we're under temptation. You know, and it's uh, that temptation is always there. You know, it's always every one of us, every one of you watching this morning has a weakness, has something the devil knows how to tempt you and knows how to trip you up and to make you fall. That's why we can take with all confidence that we are not to be conformed by this world. We can be transformed by the renewal of our mind. We discern the will of God and do what is good and acceptable and perfect in the eyes of God. So my friends, as you're going out and about today, let's, let's make the proper change in our lives, the proper change to do God's will and to serve him wholly with all of our heart, soul, mind, body, and being, not, a, not something fleeting and, you know, just like, well, I just want to change, you know, that you're pursuing God and God in you will make those changes where he wants them to change and that we are doing those things not to be conformed to the world, but instead to be conformed to the likeness of God. And let us pray. And Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful and blessed day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us uh, each and every day as we face trials and tribulations, temptations. Lord, to not be conformed, to, make, to not make light of our sins, to not justify, to make excuses for it, but to serve you well. Help us, Lord, to have the proper discernment, to be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Lord, help us to do what is right and holy in your eyes. And Lord, for those watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that uh, you continue to be with the family of Roger Winters and his friends. And Lord, give them peace and comfort during this difficult time. Lord, I pray that you be with Ron Thompson. I pray that you be with Wendy Lee, Kim Penix, uh, Ginger Hood, and Troy. And Lord, uh, so many others that, uh, that come across each and every day of people needing prayer needing strength, needing healing, and you know the hearts, minds, and situations of each and every individual. Lord, be with us, leave God to protect us, let us all have a good, safe, and enjoyable weekend. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, my friends, appreciate y'all watching this morning, and as Jennifer was talking about, don't forget, if, between, if you are or know of someone who is between the ages of 18 and 30, the young adult class of Fountain Life tonight at 6.30, uh, led by my nephew Clayton, and uh, I think it's, it's been going very well, so you know, they'll have food, so never want to be there for that. And then uh, don't forget Sunday morning, 118 Julie Lane, 11 a.m., Dr. Vicky, I'll be bringing the morning message, come back at 6 p.m. Sunday at the church. And uh, we'll continue our study in Deuteronomy. So hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day, and a blessed weekend. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.